Welcome Eric to the show. Eric wife said he had another surgery on his leg and he is recovering at this hospital. The bodies of the other two victims are now at a Brownsville funeral hall. JB? Omar, thank you. There is breaking news tonight. From Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, night. And a question of psychopath. Welcome to the show. We're here. This is Keith Pazel. We're going to be watching a little bit of TV, talking about the world and ourselves through what is on television. Uh, welcome in. We were here on Sunday. Let's wind that down. I got to fix that music loop. It's an aggressive loop. Listen to that. Listen to how it reloops. really punches you right in the fucking nose that fucking reloop i made that when i was an amateur still am, am an amateur but you know we're here welcome in what if that this music played every time your house burned down for real just the credits roll on your life your house burned down because you left the stove on because you tried to kill yourself all right, never mind. Uh, welcome in. Uh, we're, uh, ooh, my, my voice is all shaky. There's reason for that. We'll give the TV a little volume here. Uh, I didn't sleep well last night because we had, you know, we live by MacArthur Park here in Los Angeles, and it's, you know, not rough, but it's interesting. So usually when you hear some sort of yelling, or glass shattering, or maybe you hear a propane grill explode. You've just been kind of taught in this neighborhood to like, be like, oh, it's, you know, it's just a homeless person. If it sounds like it's close to you, it's probably not. It's, you know, it's probably in the park or something like that. So we have this like kind of desensitization to any sort of fucking noise or anything. Like, we'll hear murderous screams to where you're like, I think someone's being killed. But we've been fooled enough times. You know, fool me once. If you're screaming, that's fine. But you better be being murdered. That's something that was instilled in my mother early. When I was a young man, I was in the backyard. 
and I started screaming bloody murder. And my parents all ran to me. They thought I was fucking being accosted. Uh, and it turned out there was I was just being cornered by a monarch butterfly. I was very afraid of monarch butterflies. So, you know, you don't waste your blood-curdling scream. So we've been fooled too often. So we very rarely react to any sort of nonsense. But last night, I'm smoking weed at the window. Resin, actually. Very poor. Uh, and I hear banging. And I'm like, okay... This sounds like some normal MacArthur Park shit, but that's a little closer than it normally is. And then I hear glass bashing, and I see a lamp go through our lobby window. Now, it goes through, but I don't see anybody go in. So my first instinct is like, whoever's doing this, they're already inside the building. Oh, no! So right away, I'm like, all right, this is new. Something is actually happening. So then it goes on for another 30 seconds. I look at Larry and she was like, are you, do you think we should actually call the police now? And I was like, hell yeah. And then she was in bed. So she's just like, we'll do it. That's how much she runs my life. And I don't hate it. I'm just saying that's how much of a fucking stay at home wife I am is, uh, all, all people do on my street is speed down Harlem. Yeah, dude. Oh, speeding out here is that's another way to get fucking killed in Los Angeles. There's fucking drifters, fucking pure fast and the furious Tokyo drift happening all, uh, all ends of the night. So I see the lamp go true to window. I call the cops. They ask too many questions. Like I call them up and they're really like, I'm like their job interviewing me. So is there weapons involved? No. Okay. Hold on one second. I'm on the fifth floor, uh, dude. And it's precarious. So I call the cops. They ask too many questions. They want to know if weapons are involved. I say no, even though I don't know it for sure, because the LAPD is want to murder a man. So I usually stay away from uh, speaking of the devil. Here comes Larry home from providing for our family. Uh, she didn't sleep well because of this guy. So the lamp goes through the window. We realize it's coming from inside. I call the cops. They're asking too many questions. Uh, I'm hyperventilating like a gal. Like, I thought I was going to be way more at ease on this phone call. Like, th looking back on it, I could have been way calmer. Because it was just one man who lived yeah, on the fourth floor. I, oh, dude, my hips were shaking. I was like, what? my legs were shaking. Because the lamp goes through the window, and I'm like, okay, that's one thing. Why the fuck is my toaster oven coming in through the back? Is it because of these candles? Been having trouble with this fucking background. Okay. No, no, no. It's been fucking up the whole, like, the whole stream. Oh, this is my fucking Tender Greens hat. This is my work hat. It is pretty slick, though. All of the apparel at my job is slick. That's one thing LA gets right. So the police get here... Uh, one squad car pulls up. They just have to... 30 minutes later. 30, it was about 30 minutes later. Therefore, walks away. Uh, it wasn't 30 minutes because he would have run Rampage. It was about 10. But it did take them longer than it should have. Uh, I think several people were calling, so they were probably sending out squad cars, but then they realized it was all going to the same place. Um, so they get here. The, my first instinct, because the other day I was having OCD thoughts about like... What if someone like I was just having weird thoughts about like, what if someone is walking down the hallway, just shotgunning doors open? Like you can call the cops, but like, I'm not coming down to let you in. 
Like, that's <laughs> like, and then the cops get here. Can someone open the gate for us? I was just like, now you're going to follow the rules. You'll blow a hole in a person, but you won't blow a hole in our gate. So that confirmed my fear. We live on the fifth floor. If I call any sort of emergency service, someone's going to have to go get the gate for them. Um, I think the fire department is the only one who can like hit it. Uh, they have like a little red button they can hit and everything fucking falls down. So this guy, so as I'm on the phone with the cops, I'm hearing bang, bang, and it's coming from downstairs. And what happened was, is if from what I hear is correct, I'm only speculating here. A guy who lives on the fourth floor has been slowly just getting addicted to drugs, meth, meth and went on a meth rampage. And I'm sure he's already being evicted because he targeted the office. He took all the planters and started throwing them at the glass. He destroyed the whole office. I got to say, one man, five minutes, he got a lot of work done. Like he broke every window, door, two side windows, big bay windows, big motherfuckers. Did you not see the back of the building? Oh, I tried to leave and I couldn't. Yeah. So the, the back, we have a back entrance. He flipped all the garbage. I didn't know there was a door to the office that he kicked this mystery door open, threw computers around. No, he destroyed like, the whole office. There's like a sheath because he broke the window of his apartment. He, like all the windows of his apartment busted out. Oh, he broke the windows of his apartment too. That was, so yeah, he, he got work done. Man's was bad. Meth is a hell of a drug, dude. Meth is wild because I've seen people both equally manic like that but then i've seen people smoke meth and be the happiest i've ever seen a human being and i get really jealous of them so that was our two third two thirty to three in the morning last night my hips were trembling i was trembling like a little boy yeah she literally the cops are in the lobby sandbagging this guy they have a rifle that fucking shoots sandbags she literally, once once she sees that the cops come, she pops her shirt off, gets into bed, and I'm just like, a man might be being murdered in our lobby. And she's just like, I got to get to work tomorrow. That's what a big city will do to you. That's what life in a big city does to you. I love telling that story as we watch this flapper movie, this gentleman movie. He's going to rape this girl like a gentleman right here. Or I'll tell the police. Welcome to the show, by the way. This is the stuff we do. I tell those stories and we watch TV. You think that's a clip? You think that's a clip? Uh, just a minute, please. Paula, I didn't write this. I. Mr. Bailey. Oh, boy. Speaking of work, my work hat. <laughs> we got a complaint today that we yell names too loud. You believe that bullshit? We could have President Bernie Sanders right now, but people are really afraid of yelling. It really is amazing that, like, I mean, in this sense, men are pretty terrible. Like, daddy issues are crumbling society. Uh, and it's the dad's fault. I'm not saying it's the victim's fault. But, you know, people really got an aversion to this yelling. And every... Oh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, what did your stepdad do to you? My birth dad, but... Birth dad, but you know what I mean. <laughs> do you know the 90s was a boisterous time? You drink a 40 of some fucking King Cobra and you, you raise your voice a little bit. Fire alarm went off at my work last week. I had to call the fire department. Oh, that fucking sucks. You work at a, at a fucking hotel too. Oh, do you feel bad when you have to kick out guests for smoking weed? I've leveled many a fine against myself for smoking weed. I still owe my sister several hundred dollars from her wedding night. 
Um, but yeah, that has to feel bad. Yeah, calling the fire department is no joke. That's why I've had many OCD scares where people's fire, like, smoke detectors are going off. Or, like, and I'll just, or I'll smell something, and I stand at the window for 20 minutes, and I'm just like, well, if something was on fire, I would have known by now. So then I usually calm down. But, yeah, dude, you call the fire department, that's final. They bring two trucks. They're hammering through your wall. Fucking ripping out your stove. Hell, yeah, work life. Well, hello, Larry. Trying to get better with these sound effects. So yeah, we yell too loud, too many names are loud. And it's funny, the, the level, it's like work is like Twitter. Like they say, it's, all these people are complaining and then they change the rules. So today we're handing out, usually if you get a to-go order, you give your name. If you're eating there, I give you a number. It's just a very easy system. Well, apparently they don't like that we're yelling names. So we have to give everybody a fucking number now. And one of the customers was like, why do I have a number? And I go, we're changing it because we got a complaint that we're yelling names too loud. And the lady goes, oh, that's weird. And I'm just like, see, two people complained and they fucking just caved. It's like Twitter. No, they're, they're afraid of getting canceled. Uh, but yeah, man. And then just I'm sick of people. I'm sick of you fighting over who's paying. I don't want to see your tug of war with the debit card. It's a tap machine anyway. So the first person to get close is getting charged. That's my favorite thing when they go for the hole, when they go for the, the chip race because they want to fucking just throw your cock on the table and we'll see whose dick is bigger here. That's what you're doing when you're saying like, no, I'll pay. No, I'll pay. No, let your fucking friend pay. It's $13. Like you're not indebted to him. We, we get it. You got a nice job and a huge fucking cack. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, we, we, they say we do Gucci service. It's a Gucci restaurant. That's the kind of bullshit they throw out at you too. They say it's a Gucci restaurant and then they'll like be like, but we're changing, we're putting to go drinks in fucking styrofoam containers now. That's not Gucci. It's Gucci with our nice plastic ones, but our retard customers spill them in the bag. So now we're getting in trouble and now we have to fucking pack a lemonade in an iceberg cooler and it looks ghetto but you know that's not on me it's all on the bad customers you're cute darling now you're dead Roxy. look at this how creepy is this this looks like fucking jared fogel's hard drive nick wasn't killed over the necklace and you know it i don't know what you're talking about he was killed because of you that's not true who was it barbara which poor who was it you bitch this is when you could call a gal a bitch, give her a light little slap with your fingertips. The kind of era Sean Connery dreams of. He's the one, Paula. But why? But why? He was in love with Barbara, and Barbara was in love with Nick. That's why you talked Lotsey into including him, isn't it? Oh. And Lotsey found out you and Nick planned a And you're all communists, eh? I can't believe it. I'm afraid it's true, Paula. If you remember... The murderer took the trouble and the risk of locking Angel in the closet. He did that because he knew she'd go to Nick's cabin to find out what happened to the necklace. And he didn't want her to experience the shock of discovering a dead body. The only person who cared enough about Angel to do that is Lotsey. I miss the time when you can calmly, sexually solve a murder. The little mouse was back there with... I'm never raising my voice beyond this decibel level here. Negative 14 at all times. 
kid who needed help. Holy Christ. You lied to me. I thought you were a fucking kid. Let's flick around here. What do we got? What do we got? Ooh, A-Team. Classic A-Team. Never got into the A-Team as a kid. There was uh, too many other cool stuff. Power Rangers existed. Like this, I could see, like if I came, if I was alive in the 70s, if I was, uh, came out in the 70s, I'd probably, because I liked the Incredible Hulk, didn't like the $6 million man, kind of liked Wonder Woman. That's right. But this was all that era. It was too military for me. If the, I would, I needed a cool uniform. If you don't have a cool matching uniform set, I'm kind of out. And I think this gentleman uh, has a lot to answer for. I do believe that's a federal offense, isn't it, Colonel? Yes, ma'am, it is. My favorite is when... Oh, yeah, here. Next time. When, I, when a walk-in guest asks if they could pay cash when checking in. and I, Dude, people are so upset with the debit card policies. It's insane. We're cashless. We don't have drawers. It really is kind of dope like i don't have to worry about dick um but yeah Woody, oh the future imagine i never thought i'd live in a time where cash wasn't acceptable yeah you did you talked about this the whole time we know we know where it's going you'll pay with your fuck the retina of your eyeball in the next 25 years and we'll all be fine with it musk will front the venture i pay or some bullshit so i thought maybe i'd stay here a while Gather a little background material. Yes, sir. Definitely no brassiere underneath that blouse. Yes, we can give you a ride to the Phoenix Airport. Great. Here, B.A. I know that man's daughter. So you can show him to the kids in your class. You know fucking Mr. T is like all about people doing good in school? Like if you meet him, he'll ask what, not like an adult, but like as a kid, he'll fucking like make you prove that you get good grades, which I think is fucking hilarious. It'll beat the shit out of your dad if you get an F. So get an F. It'll be fun. Then will you say T will avenge you. And will you tell him that if he ever needs me, if he, if he ever feels the need to talk. That guy looks like old Michael J. Fox, but talks like current Michael J. Fox. You ain't got no brains. <laughs> sure, Murdoch. Back on! Oh, they can pay cash for checkout, but not check because you got to put a card down for check-in. You got to put that card down in case you fucking thrust kick a hole in the wall or something like that. Pantera ruined it for everybody. They made VHS tapes solely based on the idea of them fucking bashing up hotel rooms, and it fucking just killed the game for all of us. Fucking metaphorical, man. What a good song. Sadly in search of and one step back of Genuinely like this song. What if they just played like for the next 40 minutes? That little song's not gonna make Tonight it on YouTube. On me TV. It's Max. Hell yeah. By the Andy Griffith show. And I remember a world where Only, only Match on. was on. Mix, 
see what's going on with the with the Spanish side of things. Tres veces. Anya's a bitch. What my Mexican mother taught me about these novellas. So you always have a blonde lady who is like the good guy. And you always have some dark haired mistress who's like some evil aunt or like a sister that comes and slides in. And that's genuine. Like every one of these telenovelas is based on that. Some fucking whore comes in to wreck a family. Did Colin talk about the bears this week? No, let's actually see what he was up to. He didn't, he's been on Aaron Rodgers' balls this week. Um, let's take a look, see at what Colin has been up to. Look at that music. I did have something saved. What did I have saved on? One second here, guys. We'll just go to Colin. Reminds me of being in my grandma's kitchen calling me Wado. So yeah, he was big on the Daniel Jones contract this week. Let's flip the screen for you guys. Um, move this here, talking out my thoughts. So yeah, he was big into Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Lamar Jackson thing. He's been doing a lot. He's been kind of, uh, backloading the NBA talk. He, he doesn't talk so much NBA during the NFL season. Uh, I've noticed that lately too. Like even sports center used to be a little bit more evenly balanced. And the only reason I point that out is because you know, when I was a kid, ESPN is what got me into other sports because that's like the all encompassing thing. Uh, and they were smaller back then. They had less input. And I feel like it kind of shitty of them now to only pivot to the NFL. Like they're, I don't like this whole like whorish ratings chase. Like they know the NFL gets ratings. So they just talk about that all the time. You're the worldwide leader in sports. You got to talk about all the sports. Give everybody an even amount of time, even if it takes the fucking ratings hit. Uh, and then you could help grow the sports. Uh, but he's been talking a lot of NBA. Um, let's go to his channel. I always like to go to his channel because his fucking people always pull copyright and I like to fuck with them. I'm stealing your IP, Colin. So this has been, let's see. Uh, he likes the day. This is fun. So the Derek Carr thing is we'll, we'll get into this first. So Derek Carr signs with, uh, the Saints. Uh, and we'll, let me pull this just up. Derek Carr, Colin Cowherd. So I want to pull something up from a few months ago because a few months ago, Colin Coward was like all about uh Derek Carr going to the Carolina Panthers. Charlotte, I think Charlotte's the best. Tepper, fucking Rick Flair, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. Uh he's he was all about it. Uh so I want to try and find Okay, so 3 weeks ago, Colin Coward breaks down. Okay, here we go. Let's do it when he first gets released. Let's see if this holds any 
And he said, I don't know that Derek Carr is going to go somewhere and all of a sudden put a team on his shoulders and take them to a division title. Well, let's just talk NFC South because that's where he's rumored to go. Easily the worst division in the sport. It's not really close this morning. So the question is, could he go to the NFC South? I want to go back to a year ago. His coach got fired and was replaced by a special teams guy. Their number one first round pick, their first round. Let's see where he fucking, fucking, he and there loves was chaos. Because he fucking eulogizes fucking Derek Carr. Colin, it's the one thing he really hasn't flipped on because that's the thing about Colin. He'll flip flop on stories. Like if someone's rumored to be traded, he'll fucking hammer on that or he'll hammer on uh, someone's play. But if he puts his like name behind your over, like he's been claiming Derek Carr is like a top 10 quarterback in the league for like the last eight years. So he'll pivot to not pivot in that sense. We're like, after he left the Raiders, he couldn't shut the fuck up about him going to the Carolina Panthers. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte's the best. He immediately becomes the best quarterback in the NFC. Don't go to the Saints. Defensive coach. Defensive culture. Not a young team. He was against the Saints. So then we fast forward to Derek Carr signing with the Saints. Uh, and here is what old Colin had to say. This is the Herdline News. So the biggest news, obviously, yesterday was Derek Carr to the Saints. Kind of yes. broke during the show. We talked about it. But now we've got more information on the details of the contract. Um, and we know that he's worked Carr had previously with Dennis Allen, who yeah. was there in Oakland when Carr was drafted in 2014. Allen is very excited to work with Derek Carr. In addition to his talent, I admired his approach to the game, work ethic, and commitment to get better every day. Dennis Allen, the defensive coach. Productive quarterbacks in the NFL. Let's see if he starts sucking Dennis Allen's balls off, too. If the car love reciprocates, if he finally gives a defensive coach some love. This statement, one of the most productive quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm going to push back on that a little bit. You tell me what you think. Derek Carr's career record as a starter. Oh, well, good. 63 and 79. Well, Derek Carr. Uh, uh, no, no, Colin, wins. because that's what your big hang up on Justin Fields. He doesn't win. His worst game last year, Carr, came against the Saints in New Orleans. Yeah. They didn't cross midfield. That's right. So now. Devontae he, Adams played, just for the record. So now he gets that roster, the superior roster of the Raiders. Also. You know, there's that belief by the analytic people that, that... Are the Saints, do they have a superior roster to the Raiders? Raiders got Waller, fucking Devontae Adams. They tagged Josh Jacobs. Sure. What the fuck do the Saints have? I know the quarterback record is kind of... Fucking Deuce McAllister. They digging Deuce back up? Games under 500 is significant, Colin. Well, six like coaches, this. bad ownership, move cities. Among, and I think, I believe, since he entered the league... I, his league average defense is the worst in the league. I think it was probably down. Let me add some more fun stats for you because right. I've gotten a little more sour. And I talked about it on my podcast today. Colin, do you know that they were $18 million over the salary cap before they got Derek Carr? The Saints. 
Yeah. Well, I so think, he could have well yeah, because they pulled that bullshit with the fucking, that one tight end white fucking, who's that white quarterback that they have? Fucking Boo McGillicuddy that they always fucking throw bootlegs out to. They paid him like $200 million. I think the Saints are the most guilty of like the cat manipulation where they sign people to these $100 million contracts, but then you read the fine print and you're like, it's actually only a $25 million contract. They can cut them after one year. I would move. Now, now, Bradley Roby, one of their co- uh, number two cornerback, Onyemata, one of their defensive tackles. Yeah, listen to that Sterling roster that he's going to over the fucking Raiders. They love. They have two. So they may move Cam Jordan, who, by the way, has been amazing. He's I probably would prefer- the leader in that locker room. Yeah, I, I don't want to move him either. Listen, they'll have to make moves. Everybody make moves. Eagles are going to make moves. Everybody's making moves. This or- Michael Thomas. Ooh, yeah. To draft and develop at a very high level. Mickey Loomis is one of the smartest. I mean, Sean Payton told me oh, off the air. Oh, fucking A. He literally told me off the air at dinner one night. He and Mickey Loomis never... Told me off the air at dinner in his Rolls Royce. He drives a nice car. They argued over the team Christmas card, the carpet. Uh, the PA was too loud. All theirs, and they were like best friends. He said, Mickey and I never dis- disagreed on no, first No, he's talking Mickey just sucking on somebody, some GM's balls. Right. So, and they, they, so it, Sean knows his personnel, and he was like, that guy, if he loves somebody, he was right. So let's be realistic about what this move is. Give me the ceiling for the New Orleans Saints next year in Winning? the NFC or right, at large. Right. Listen to this. So here's Colin's new prediction. And he'll be on this until the Saints start to lose. And then he'll talk about how this was a fucking disaster. So he was all about Carolina. Immediately becomes best team in the NFC South. Now he's probably going to put that onto the Saints, even though he's fucking talked so much shit about how the Saints are this fucking organization who is kind of being left in the dust. They... You know, they do kind of draft bad. Like, he's really not been on the Saints bandwagon, but now he is. So let's see what his ceiling for the Saints is. And then we'll track. This is March 9th, 2023. We'll see how long it takes them to flip. Dominating their division, home field advantage, number one seed in a bye. Gay and fat, home field advantage. And the NFC playoffs is on the table for the Saints. They're going to win their division. Tom Brady won it last year at 8-9. But he got his first game at home. Yeah. So, so hosting a is, game They're going to the host a game. Okay. Yeah. Derek Carr will win the division. They'll host a game. Now, are they going to host two? Probably not if Brady goes to San Francisco. But they will host a game. We saw and Taylor Heineke host a playoff game with Washington, and they lost. We saw Kirk I love Colin face. Host a playoff game, and they lost. I think they'll be like a two or a three seed. They'll win their division. Wow. Yeah, I think San Francisco or Philly is a one or Here. two seed. That could be a two Here's or three. Here's what we'll watch. And my takeaway is they host a playoff game, and then they get two or three seed. They're going to host a playoff game. Get the fuck out of here, Colin. They were like four and 12 last year. I think that's crazy. I think that is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, J-Mac. Top 10 defense last three years. Um, top 12 quarterback. J-Mac's fucking flying high because Rodgers is going to his yets. They don't have That'll be fun to see Aaron Rodgers in major media. Aaron Rodgers has kind of been Colin's little uh, pick on guy. But now when he gets into the New York media, Aaron Rodgers is like going to be more national news than he already is. What if we just did this? That's not my voice. I don't, I don't, 
don't think Vegas is posted yet. Over. So here's what we'll do. Colin Coward talked to fucking my coach, Dave Wanstead. What it was before Derek Carr, it was probably. Well, I don't know. And we'll we'll analyze his take on the Bears through this. Derek Carr, 10. And we'll also see if we can find some. Oh, look at this. We'll do this one right here. Well, this is from 10 days ago. Let's see. Colin Coward podcast. It's on his fucking other bullshit. Want to find the right thing here. Did he pull the Wani interview down? Let me go to my history. That'd be wild. I mean, he says fucking shit a couple times. I don't think he could have been. Look at me. I watched 21 Pilots. Sue me. Oh, I feel you're, you're in my history. This is, I feel seen. All right, we're almost there. Almost there. There's Corny. Holy shit. Oh, did Colin pull the Wanstad interview? It was just about how they need to build like the Eagles. He did. What happened? What was wrong with it? Oh, that's a shame. All right. We'll do Colin Coward, Justin Field, and filter it in the last uh, week. That's wild. Here we go. And then we'll branch everything off from here, because I think as of however many days ago this was, this is... Collins' current take on Justin Fields, and we'll analyze where it's changed. Is reporting the Bears are going to keep Justin Fields, and that three different teams at the combine talked to the Bears about moving up and getting the number one pick. So what the market is telling you with Justin Fields is there's not a lot of appetite for it because the Bears would listen. The Bears see that he's got an accuracy issue, a losing issue. And in oh, the losing issue, like the one that doesn't matter with Derek Carr. 25 games starting, he's been hurt three times. I mean, you all banged on Lamar Jackson for... Well, one was COVID. Uh, the other one was a cracked rib that he played two games with. And then the other time, it was just the last game of the season. So they were like, fuck it, we'll sit him. His first 25 games, he never got hurt. And he ran a lot. And he was more accurate. So, By the way, uh, Justin Fields, number one deep ball accuracy in the NFL, 75% accuracy on the deep ball. So you can lick the lick my nuts, Derek Collin, on that. Right now, the market's telling you on Justin Fields, and all you Bear fans think he's great, but that, that the market's telling you people would rather move up, restart the clock on their quarterback See, salary. this is where we're going to go back and try and find something here, because... Colin was all about what you could flip for Justin Fields. Call up the Falcons. Send them Justin Fields. They'll give you a one. They'll give you 19 picks for Justin Fields. Sorry if I'm researching the same things here. Okay. Let's see what this was three weeks ago. I think this might be something along those lines. Absolutely. Okay, I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. Bears will trade Justin Fields. Here we go. 
Bears are, quote, fairly convinced the Bears will deal Justin Fields. So um, I, I do not have that sourcing. Um, but this GM and this coach did not draft him. I do think it should be under consideration, although I'm still a 60-40 Justin Fields believer. Um, you would never even consider, after two years trading Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, he had a huge, huge growth spurt year one to year two. The fact that you're considering Jalen Hurts, and many are, tells you he's not a slam dunk. He's not. He's not accurate enough throwing the football. And stop blaming their receiving core. Darnell Mooney is better than any New York Giants wide receiver. And That's another thing. He during this he kept he pulled some pro football focus numbers that they actually had like not they had like the fifteenth best offensive line. Like it wasn't bottom of the league but it wasn't good you can't go on and on about how hurt justin fields is all the time and then be like they had a better offensive line than you think like it's just constant bullshit with this guy chase claypool would also but specifically i want to find he had this fucking crazy justin fields to the atlanta falcons pepsi delta mcdonald's and and I don't, but during it, let's see here. What is this? Three days ago? Um, maybe it went down, but he was all about send him to the fucking Falcons. The Falcons will give you a second round pick and a third round pick. Now in this video, markets dry for Justin Fields and get Bryce Young, CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson. Then make a move for Justin Fields. So you'd have to pay very soon in a couple of years. He's just mad. Here's the thing. It's, it's like, just like the Derek Carr thing. He's put so much of his energy into some of these football teams that, like, they're just not with the times, man. Fucking bad ownership, bad GM, defensive coach. And if the Bears end up doing good, that smashes that. He'll have to fucking begrudgingly flip-flop to be positive about the Bears. And he can't do it. His wife is from Chicago. He says he likes the city. Something happened. I feel like... I've heard through the grapevine of YouTube people like me, like me, like I'm throwing myself in there, but people that just have theories that apparently Colin gets fucking salty with people that reject interviews for him. And uh, the Bears probably never agree to be on his show. Uh, so there's something that FS1 in general, I feel like has an issue with the Bears. They never get love, and then when they're bad, they get all the hate in the world. So uh, I, I think I've said this. I think not very strongly without any um, conviction. I think he's adding that 55, caveat. 55, 45, 60, 40 that Justin Fields. There's the caveat. So when he has to flip, it'll be because I, I had no conviction anyway. No conviction, no feeling, just an exact ratio, 60, 40, it'll work. Haven't thought about it at all. It's going to work. Big, strong, mobile. Uh, but right now, he's a highlight quarterback. His highlights are great. His overall quarterback play is not very good. Those are facts. And a lot of people have said, well, you know, he runs a lot. Lamar Jackson ran a lot. Yeah. In year one, Lamar Jackson wasn't very accurate, 58%. By year two, he completed 66% of his throws. And he wasn't getting hurt. So Justin Fields is getting hurt regularly and is not very accurate. And I don't see a meteoric rise in his accuracy 
And you can say, well, the Ravens had this. Ra Raven didn't have a great receiving core for Lamar Jackson. They had fucking Anquan Bolden. They had the other Steve Smith. They had fucking, uh, before Mandrews, they had a great tight end. The Ravens have always been loaded, sir. If the Ravens didn't have a good team, they wouldn't have taken a chance on Lamar Jackson. That's why they could fucking roll him out there like that. They had to change their offense. But they had just fucking won a Super Bowl. Two years off of a Super Bowl with fucking Joe Flacco. They just wanted to unload that Flacco money. If Flacco was still producing, they would have sat his ass. They would have sat Lamar's ass behind him real quick. So let's cut that out, Mr. Coward. Bears don't have a great receiving core for Lamar Jackson, and the AFC is a lot stronger than the NFC. You can keep making mistakes. You have to accurately place the football in the hands of your weapons. He doesn't consistently do that. So Lamar, by year two in this league, was MVP, sixty-six percent completion. I mean, accuracy. he was on a he was on a football team that was fourteen and two for Christ's sakes. Yeah, he was MVP. But Justin's not really accurate. Also, still had Ray Lewis on defense. And I don't see a rise. I think it should kind of work. They have a ton of cap space. I'd go out and buy a number one receiver and a left tackle. Uh, and then in the draft, I'd go heavy defense and clean that up. But we'll see what happens. But there's your situations this morning. Uh, the Ravens are simply saying market dictate. I used to love Rich Eisen. Let's do some Rich Eisen stuff because it's been my favorite thing for Rich Eisen to ask. Because Rich started all this bullshit. Rich Eisen is the fucking Rich Justin Bieber is the first Rich. <laughs> Forgot to put Eisen. He's the one who started all of this with his whole like, I'm just putting it out there that this is going to be the story. And it ended up becoming the story because he said it was going to be the story. So this is this is a perfect discrepancy. We'll go one month to nine days ago. Because he was like not saying he was all about it, but he was all about it because he wanted the Jets to get Justin Fields. He's mad that the Jets didn't draft Justin Fields. Oh, before the season, though, Chris, remember when the Bears and the, the Seahawks played a preseason game where like this is for the first overall pick, right? We did, yeah, we did say we that. We did say that. And the Bears won, right? Which led me to say it's Seahawks. It's Seahawks. And the Seahawks are <laughs> the seventh seed. Right? Also, Brockman on record is saying that, that fucking Bryce Young is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. I got it written down. And we'll see how that plays out. I'm calling it right now. Prop bet. Book it. Bryce Young, the first hit, he not the first hit, the first time a defensive player lands on him and he gets compressed between the field and a defensive player, he will break his collarbone. Uh, and that'll be that. Bears are, the fir are first on the <laughs> clock after going 2-1 and one to start the season, beating because Trey Lance and the Niners to start. That better. Because I would, my collarbone would break, and I'm bigger than Bryce Young. Uh, not even must. I'm fatter. I have more insulation around my bones and my fucking clavicles would collapse if I took a tackle from a NFL defensive player. And he is smaller than me, shorter and way thinner. I'm 240. He's 190. He'll be on the list tomorrow. And so the Bears are first overall. They were two and one and then finished one and 13. That's how you do it. And goddamn right, that's how you do Lovie it. Lovey Smith. Lovie. That's what. Let's not take that away too. We keep thinking that the Bears just, on accident, lost ten straight games. 
Like we said the word tank all season, and I know you can't, but there's a high likelihood that they went to the team and they were like, don't worry about winning. Uh, I know that's hard to do in the NFL. It's not like tanking is different in the NBA because it's a much longer season and like the regular season kind of doesn't matter as much because there's so much of it. But in the NFL, uh, you know, shit teams can go on a run and make the playoffs. So the theory is, is like, well, you know, six and seven, you're still in the playoff hunt. So you don't want to tank. Uh, but they were tanking. They don't think they were tanking for the number one overall pick, but I certainly don't think they were desperate to win games. Probably. Uh, gives one last. So they should get credit for going one and 13 because I'm sure they, it takes talent to go three and 14 and still pretend like you're like, uh, giving it your all. Like putting on that face and then not accidentally winning games is impressive piece of assistance to the bears because you can accidentally win the game a game in the nfl playing to win in a game where i mean when albert said when i asked him did let me know he was out when he's calling when he's and (laughs) and albert's like yeah writing was on the wall writing was on the wall and the bears wound up getting. all right here's the most replayed of all coaches right (laughs) that's true Going out the door, opening a spite store in Houston. I'm going to re- live the rest of my existence believing that Lovey did that for the Bears. Of course. <laughs> oh, I definitely think Lovey did that for the Bears. Um, I think he was told that he was not going to be brought back as the head coach, and he was like, all right, well, uh... so here we go. This is a good little bite because this is a good... He's just been trying to will it because, like I said, this has all been Rich Eisen's thing. He willed this whole thing into existence that they got to – his whole thing was the Bears got to make it seem like they don't want Justin Fields to inflate the value of the number one overall pick. Even though everyone knew that because of Bryce Young and how much people are cheesing over these quarterbacks, they didn't have to fucking sell shit. People love Bryce Young. Someone's going to sell their whole franchise for this – thin little fucker uh and it's gonna ruin their franchise and i'm gonna be happy to see it uh we we had to sit through mitch someone's gonna have to suffer through bryce young and i can't wait to watch it um but every time so for three months he's been not three months but for like a month since the offseason started he's been building this scenario bears are gonna have to think about trading justin fields even if they don't want to you're gonna hear the talk you're going to hear the rumors, but the only rumors that were created were because Rich started the idea. Um, and every time he has an expert on, he'll be like, what are the Bears going to do with that number one overall pick? Just fishing for someone to be like, yeah, they should trade it. Only Mike Tannenbaum has fucking caught that. And it's just fun to see his face when everybody's like, no, that would be fucking stupid. What are you hearing about the Bears thought process on the draft as we're in I think it's ludicrous. You, you've, you've. I mentioned lottery ticket. You scratch off a lottery ticket, it's a winner. You don't get rid of it. You embrace mm, it. That'd be ludicrous, huh? All right. You get the most out of Justin Fields. He was talking with our guys, uh, pardon my take, about how he wants to play in a dome. By the time they get a dome built, I think he's done. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I think people took all that too seriously. It was a goddamn podcast on Barstool Sports. The guy's, the dude's desk is made of energy drink cans. Like, I don't think it's fucking hard hitting journalism. They asked him if he likes the cold. He said no. 
Uh, he jokingly, in a very sarcastic manner, goes, I want to get a dome on that field. He goes, I don't care if we play in Chicago or Arlington Heights. I just want a dome. That's fucking, he ain't claiming, build me a stadium now. Because then everybody's analyzing it. Well, if they break ground today, it would still be five years. And who knows if he's going to be on the Bears then. He's signaling that he wants to leave. Maybe he's the one that needs to be thinking about going somewhere else. But the Bears, I think, would be foolish to trade him and take a shot on another quarterback. Look at the top quarterbacks taken over the past, just the past five years. It is a flip of a coin as to whether or not they work out or not. Why would you want to take that chance again? You just got a guy who's working out, work on making him better, and work on adjusting your offense to get more out oh, of yeah. him. Oh, like yeah. I was- think actually they're going to go. Yeah, that's the way they're going to do it, uh, Bailey. I think they're going to use all their free agency to go for the offensive side of the ball. And I think they're going to try and draft all linemen. Like, I think they're going to sturdy up even some offensive linemen. I don't think their draft is going to be as sexy as people think. If they're still in on Jalen Carter, maybe not, because Jalen Carter's like a fucking tomorrow person on the defensive line. He just teleports. Um, But it'll be interesting. I think they're going to fucking swindle some fucking person. You got Jim Irsay over there fucking huffing ether, fucking getting all hyped up on Bryce Young. Uh, I think the Colts are going to unload their franchise because they've there has been an anonymous report that a GM was like sick of these band-aids uh, and only the Colts have had band-aid quarterbacks since Andrew Luck retired. With Jalen Hurts, don't don't get rid of him. I, I can't believe that there's even a conversation about moving on from Justin Fields well, unless he would want to move on and play for a team that's in a dump. See, Florio you know knows. It works too. The lottery ticket the Bears are also holding is anybody who falls head over. Oh, I think he squashes this too. Because he goes, well, you know, the lottery ticket, they got to make the lottery ticket seem good. And I think Florio is just like, people want the number one overall pick. They don't have to sell shit. Also holding is anybody who falls head over heels in love with Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. They're holding that ticket saying, come, come, come cash it in right here uh, because, you know, the Texans are taking somebody and cash it in right here because cash it, me it, outside. It seem like they're you taking about one it? of them and they're not enamored with Justin Fields. That's the way that 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 lottery ticket gets scratched off. That's well, the way they're and, playing and Rich, that you game. got the Texans at two and the Colts at three. Oh you can God. work division rivals against each other and hope that they both fall in love with Bryce Young. And we know that Uncle Jim came out and said it the other day hmm. to the chagrin of Chris Ballard that they really like that Alabama quarterback. You get the Texans and the Colts at the table and you drive up the price and you drive up the price and they're holding up the paddles and it's going higher and higher and you get a great bounty and you get multiple lottery tickets you get a whole room full of lottery tickets you start scratching them off your but you hear that that's him that's rich fucking realizing his dream is dead uncle jim came out and said it the other day Hmm. to the chagrin Hmm. god damn it justin fields is going to be a fucking nfl hall of famer everyone needs to deal with it the bears are going to win several super bowls under his tutelage uh they're going to turn into one of the best run franchises in the nfl and you all need to just suck everyone in Chicago's balls when it happens. Because you actively rooted against it. Friend of Chris Ballard, that they really like that Alabama quarterback. You get the Texans and the Colts at the table and you drive up the price and you drive up the price and they're holding up the paddles and it's going higher and higher. And you get a great 
bounty and you get multiple lottery tickets. You get a whole room full of lottery tickets. You start scratching them off. You're bound to find some winners. Yeah, or maybe uh, Ursay ran into uh, Namath at NFL Honors, and that's what he's referring <laughs> to. You know, could be that. Catch the Rich Eisen show every single day. So yeah, on the that's Roku. the Justin Fields scuttlebutt. It's kind of calming down, but that's that's that. Kind of fucked up the TikTok version of that. I'm recording a TikTok version of the show sequentially. How pathetic is that? Um, uh, especially since the shit's going to get banned here soon. Uh, but reels will still exist. And the world will be even, the corporate greed will grow because America will defeat China. Even though China owns all our banks. I bank at SoFi. They get invested by China. They're, we're just neck deep in China. We need to re just how people need to realize that the bears are going to fucking about to run off with the league. China owns us, bro. They own all of our debt. They're going to come over here. They're going to put us in uncomfortable shoes and we're going to have to do whatever they want. Just deal with it. Uh, China's cool. They have big cities and I love big cities. Um, they don't like you. They don't like me, but we'll pretend. Oh, they don't like weed. You can find every country that doesn't like weed has their own version of weed that I can find. Oh, yeah, the opium. See, that's fucking. Yeah. And they've still been pretty hardcore on the, the COVID zero policies. They like have quarantined off neighborhoods like you will be there's in America. They pretend like you're being gulagged if you leave your neighborhood. That shit's happening in China. They're fucking tasering motherfuckers for picking up a newspaper on their front porch, even though that newspaper has incorrect information in it anyway. It is China. Look at that. That's about that's that's the hour, huh? Almost. Where are we at? We had Mexican TV on that whole time. Very woke. You know, fucking ticked on Twitch here. It's the Larry told me it's. The Mexicans have taken over TikTok. Let's see what the let's see what the Ingram angle on the whole thing is. A chief of staff can't do that. Below in this article by the New York Times, they went so far as to say that the chief of staff. Oh, I know, but this is the show. She's probably off. And tell the member of Congress after, if my, if my Fetterman chief of runs staff his from afar. Yeah, he's fucking. He's he's he's. He's doing self-care. Yeah, of course he's depressed. Did you see him fucking standing at the end of his driveway in his fucking boxer shorts? That was the the fucking... I mean, he got bullied by Dr. Oz. He got bullied by Dr. Oz. That would send anybody into a depression. Uh, he probably wanted to fucking shovel Dr. Oz away with a pile of snow. A meeting, because they want to know what their constituents... That's probably what's fucking bumming him out, is like, he's like, I'm 6'7". I could kick the shit out of all of these fucking people but i can't because i'm supposed to be this gentle giant not elected cannot replace john fetterman so the, the the citizens of pennsylvania aren't being represented right now there she is i think that's the key point and we all <laughs> what a terrible voice she looks like she's wearing princess diana's earrings but he was pushed to be in this race by yeah it does it's stuck to her because she got vaccinated Come on, they knew he wasn't up, up for it. He struggled. That cross is magnetized to her. I actually felt bad for him. He's a total leftist, but I felt bad for him. He's a total leftist. That means Jew. That's the new Jew, by the way. They're done with globalist. They're all about international leftist. The people are suffering. It's like when in WCW, they wouldn't say foreign object, so they said international object. That's a real thing, by the way. 
podcast from the kitchen table where we talked about Joe, uh, Jill Biden and Giselle Fireman. And I mean, the fact that in this article, she stops by and sees him, Laura, one Who's time a fiery week. little Latina I mean, talking at the there, Fetterman rally. I mean, every other, not every day. I mean, what's going on in this family? Why are we that pushing fucking... so hard for our own personal achievement as opposed to what we're supposed to do? This is supposed to be service. If you can't serve the people that you represent, you should step aside and let someone else do it. And what, no if, doubt, were you saying that when fucking all these gay Republicans were fucking having to go away to sex therapy to fucking cure their gayness? You can't. They can run their homosexuality from afar. Why can't he run the state? Well, Sean, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, Sean, I don't sleep at night. Thank you very much. Jeffrey Epstein, or at least suspected ties. One famous Wall Street CEO. I mean, Fox News is really like YouTube two years ago. Like Epstein, we're talking about Epstein. Even Fetterman, we were done with Fetterman. Of U.S. land. What do they know that we don't? The details and moments. And moments. Let's see what the last word is. Let's get. Let's have Lawrence Knowledge. have the last Wherever word. Wherever you are in life. Anyway, it's a commercial. So let's hit a commercial topic then. There's some things that are happening. Let me pull this up. Uh, so now to match the Lego show and all the other shows that they have. Um. Here, I gotta get this web browser up. I'm not fucking, you're not getting me twice, TikTok. Um, there's this Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge. <clears throat> there's no video for this yet, but NBC orders car makeover competition series. It's gonna be hosted by this fucker, Rutledge Wood, uh, who is a NASCAR guy. Who cares? It's not IndyCar. Now, I was excited about this at first because I was like, oh, are they bringing Pit My Ride back? Because, you know, they canceled Pit My Ride because someone got their ride pimped and then she was robbed and murdered for her ride. So they were like, yeah, we can't do this show anymore. Really? Yeah. That's why they canceled Pit My Ride. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so they, re uh, they did a press release. NBC gets the show on the road <laughs> with a series order of Ultimate Hot Wheels and Epic car makeover competition series uh but here's a are they gonna actually be painting the season finale of the creation will spin its wheels by launching okay so they're like creating a new hot wheels car that's kind of cool but i mean what okay i mean what hot wheels are just like mini versions of cars that already exist like is are they gonna like what's the I don't know, man. I'd rather watch the Lego show, but it is fun that game shows you that's signaling the change in like people my age and the youth is that all the game show now's game shows now are clearly for people that are on the autism spectrum. You got fucking young chefs that are making fucking high end meals that are afraid to touch water and shit. Then you got the, the Lego people. Now you got the fucking Hot Wheels people. They're all adults. None of them are children. Um, yeah. It's just fun to see like nerds get their day. Not like Chris fucking uh like comic book nerds, like real dorks. Nerd and dork is like a different thing. These people are fucking dorks. More than 16 Hot Wheels cars are sold per second across the globe. That's wild. So that's that new show. That's the new show. 
Bruce Willis getting yelled at on the streets. That's news as well. Let's fucking pull that up right away. Apparently, fucking Bruce Willis's wife had to make an emotional plea to not scream at him in the street. You're confusing him. He's like, huh? That, I think, even though it's sad, would be hilarious to the first public, huh, from Bruce Willis. Actually, if I'm being honest, it was Bruce Willis that destroyed our lobby last night. He lives on the fourth floor and forgot who he was. It's a Saturday. I just woke up. Um, So in service of raising awareness around dementia, because that is my goal, um, you know, if you are someone that um, is looking after someone with dementia, you know how difficult and stressful. I mean, how bad is he already? They're acting like he's fucking Stan Makita already. Like, I know it's bad. And like what he has, there's like a five year, like he's going to be dead in five years. I don't mean to burst anybody's bubble, but what he has is fucking serious. But like, if they let him out to go visit some friends, I think he might be like situationally fine. So like, let's pump the brakes on the cane real quick. Safely. Um, you know Bruce hates all these kid gloves, even though he forgets they're on immediately. There's a, a video of my husband out getting some coffee with some friends that did a stand-up job with protecting him, and um, so in the spirit of raising awareness around dementia. Um, you know, there, it's clear that there's still a lot of um, education that needs to be put forth. Um, so this just be more stern. Just go don't scream at my husband. He's going to die. And they'll be like, oh, shit. OK, that was always good about a, a screaming neighbor. Like you hit a baseball into some scary neighbor's yard and she's just like, get away from me. My husband died. And you're like, OK, don't hit the ball in her yard. Surprising. I mean, let's. Okay. Um, yeah, don't shout at Bruce Willis. I mean, you shouldn't have done that anyway family. when he was fully functional and healthy. That's a sweet thing to not do. Um, can we agree with that? Let's turn off the web browser on this. Of which went so we're at an hour. I think I'm going to pump a little hit of this bowl. I'll be back in a minute or two. A very long time. Their priority is protecting Let's the Let's put on something rich. fun for the break, though. I don't want to have you sitting here listening to Lawrence O'Donnell. Uh, as you go forward... Ooh, uh, forensic files. Lawrence O'Donnell looks like... An assortment for everyone. We offer... Just like a like a Muppet. Like one of, like, like a come-to-life Stadler and Waldorf. Affordable options. We even provide seamless online we'll be back. and fast free shipping. Because we won't rest until you do. Experience the Revive Sleep Center difference. Living Spaces. While her sexual assault case was pending, Helena Greenwood and her husband Roger moved from San Francisco to San Diego. She took a new job with Gen Probe, a biomedical research firm that was looking for ways to diagnose disease through DNA. One morning before work, Helena was at home on the phone, making last-minute preparations for an important company meeting. But on this day, she never arrived. Co-workers called Helena's husband at work. He immediately drove home and found the front gate locked. When he peered over the fence, he saw his wife's body. Roger was in total shock. And he first called Genprobe. He didn't call the police, he called Genprobe. That shows how disoriented he was. 
The crime scene appeared to be staged. It had the earmarks of a robbery, but no money was missing from Helena's wallet. You had her purse that was strewn about. They preserved all of that for fingerprints or other evidence, um, of which unfortunately there, there were none. There was no physical evidence left. Uh, obviously, he wore gloves. I mean, Sorry, you're hearing my private conversation. And it was clear that Helena valiantly fought her attacker. This woman put up a hellacious fight. Obviously, it was evidenced by the fact that her fingernails were actually, two of them were found at the scene. She had broken them off while scratching this person. At the autopsy, the medical examiner discovered petechial hemorrhages in Helena's eyes, an indication of strangulation. There were no signs of sexual assault. But under Helena's fingernails were tiny traces of what appeared to be blood. Unfortunately, the sample was too small for forensic analysis. I mean, what comes to mind when, when there's a bizarre murder, you know, a strangulation in broad daylight? You think marital trouble, you think crime, you think drugs. I mean, Helen never got within a thousand miles of any of those things. And that simply deepened the mystery. Helena's husband, Roger, was the first person police interviewed. Whenever a woman is killed, the prime suspect is generally the husband. And statistically, that bears out. Most women who are killed are killed by someone well known to them, uh, usually a romantic interest, and the husband is often the, the, the perpetrator. Roger said he left home at 8 a.m and was at work at the time of his wife's murder, around 9 a.m. Records indicated Helena had been on the telephone until 9 a.m., about the time a neighbor heard a commotion. One man who lived next door said at about 9 o'clock when he was shaving, he thought he heard a, a human, you know, a, an abrupt human cry, but who knows? When police confirmed Roger was at work 40 minutes away at that time, he was eliminated as a suspect. Helena's murder also meant that she would never testify at the sexual assault trial back in San Francisco. I got a call from Roger Franklin, who was Dr. Greenwood's husband. Roger told me that his wife had been murdered in San Diego, the San Diego area, where they had moved after uh, the sexual assault. That was a sickening moment because um, he also told me that her purse was found near her body, her car keys were there, her credit cards were there. It didn't appear that there had been a robbery. David Paul Fridiani, the man accused of Helena's sexual assault, had been out on bail at the time of Helena's murder, but insisted he was 500 miles away in San Francisco. Investigators were naturally suspicious. He was the only person who conceivably had a motive for doing this. The prosecutor refused to drop the sexual assault charges against him. But everyone wondered whether the prosecutor would ever get a conviction now that his witness was dead. Bye-bye, cough. Later, chest congestion. Hello, 12 hours of relief. 12 hours? Not coughing? Hashtag still not coughing? Mucin XDM gives you 12 hours of relief from chest congestion in any type of cough, day or night. Mucin XDM. It's comeback season. If lawn care were easy, everyone would do it. 
as well as True Green does it. True Green's online tools help ensure your custom treatment works to deliver a greener, healthier lawn, guaranteed. It's time to trust your experts at True Green. Go online today. Get help reaching your goals with J.P. Morgan Wealth Plan, a new tool in the Chase mobile app. Use it to set and track your goals, big and small, and see how changes you make today could help put them within reach. From your first big move to retiring poolside and the other goals along the way, Wealth Plan can help you get there. J.P. Morgan Wealth Management. The Abbott Pandemic Defense Coalition is helping prevent the next pandemic. Looking at a diverse source of samples in the environment gives us an early indicator of threats not showing up in the clinic yet. Can you believe that 50 mil sample represents a whole community? If we find something, we report the data directly to the public health department within 48 hours. We have the tools to prevent another deadly pandemic. If we're not proactive, we will relive history. Do you like chocolate? majority of my patients with sensitivity, I see irritated gums and weak enamel. Sensodyne sensitivity gum and enamel relieves sensitivity, helps restore gum health and rehardens enamel. I'm a big advocate of recommending things that I know work. I have moderate to severe Crohn's disease. Now there's Sky Rizzi. Feel significant symptom relief with SkyRizzy, including less abdominal pain and fewer bowel movements at four weeks. SkyRizzy is the first and only IL-23 inhibitor for Crohn's that can deliver both clinical remission and endoscopic improvement. The majority of people on SkyRizzy achieve long-lasting remission at one year. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, had a vaccine or plan to. Liver problems may occur in Crohn's disease. Ask your gastroenterologist how you can take control of your Crohn's with SkyRizzy. Learn how AbbVie could help you save. Honey, garlic, two of Mother Nature's finest ingredients. We put them in a sweet and savory sauce that'll give your taste buds a talking to. Mama knows best. All new honey garlic for a limited time at Buffalo Wild Wings. Just three weeks before she was scheduled to testify in her sexual assault trial, Helena Greenwood was murdered in her front yard. David Paul Fridiani went on trial as scheduled for Helena's sexual assault. Prosecutors had his fingerprints on Helena's teapot, and they also found serological evidence. We also presented evidence that the semen on the pillowcase in Helena Greenwood's bedroom, first, that it was semen, second, that it was from a type O individual who was a secretor, and that a PGM type, phosphoglucomutase of one plus, all matched Frediani's ABO type. DNA testing in 1985 was still in its infancy. At the last minute, 
When faced with the fingerprint and serological evidence, Fridiani pleaded no contest to the assault and was sentenced to five years in prison. But Fridiani said he was innocent of her murder. They knew who killed Helena Greenwood, and they knew it was David Paul Frediani, but they couldn't prove it. Eventually, Helena Greenwood's murder was relegated to San Diego County's cold case files and forgotten. Over the next several years, Helena's parents died. Her husband, Roger, developed cancer, and he too passed away. And who is there to mourn for Helena? Very few and growing fewer. And Jen Probe went about the work Helena had been pursuing before her death, okay. looking for what ways say to use new half, DNA huh? technology for quicker, faster medical diagnosis. Wait, let me change the battery real quick. David Friediani served now. only three years of his five-year sentence and was released. He returned to his accounting practice. This is a very egotistical, self-centered, obviously sociopathic person. Hey, I just got away with murder. Yeah. Uh, and his life went on and he prospered. And that's where the case stood for another 10 years until investigators in San Diego's cold case unit decided to take a second look at Helena Greenwood's murder. And deep in Helena's file was a piece of information that immediately Hopefully we've all been enthralled by medical detective. I've just been smoking resin out my window like Helena's a teenage murder. boy. David Paul Fridiani was involved in a minor traffic accident huh? in Southern California. Yeah, I was catching up. We've we found out the skinny on this meth head, though. So apparently, hold on, let's cut to the, I'm looking at the TikTok version. We're back. So apparently the guy who destroyed our lobby was a meth addict. He had been evicted for being a meth addict. He broke into the back gate and got in because our back doors are open because they figure out it's a gated thing. Ooh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Coffee burps. It's one of those burps where if I don't do it, I'll get hiccups. Those are the worst. Where It's a hiccup, essentially, but you got to make it a burp or else it'll become hiccups. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, so he breaks in through the back gate, and that's when I see things fire through. Because I'm like, I never saw this guy come in. That's why I thought he's just blowing meth in his apartment. Because didn't he go get in his apartment and break windows in his apartment? So that was so earlier in the day he broke windows in his apartment. I slept through that one. <laughs> I don't remember that. Maybe I was at work. I heard Grogu, our Grogu doll, heard it. Um. So yeah, he was. I was somewhat right. I thought it was definitely office retaliation because I was like, he fucking made a beeline for that office. But apparently, he was just like, fuck it. If I'm gone. This whole building's ruined for everybody, which I appreciate that mindset. As a stand-up comic, uh, I've I understand the idea of like, okay, you want to make this a bad time? You think I'm bad? This is gonna be unenjoyable for all of us, and you just become the most sour, mean piece of shit on stage. Uh, it's real fucked up to do to a crowd, but it makes you feel good in the moment, and then you go home and you cry and. Think about every decision you've made and all the money you could have if you had a real job. 
Uh, but then you do another show and it bounces back. It's too weak. So yeah, he got arrested. That's why, because it was funny when the cops were hauling him away. He's like, but I got to get my stuff. It's like, dude, I think you fucking, I think you, uh, you blew that moment. Untreated sleep apnea or take MAOIs. Zaposia may cause serious side effects. So yeah, we figured it out. Life-threatening and cause But what do you say we rate, get into, we update TV League? We'll see if the new TV League standings came out. And if they didn't, I'll just show them to you. I'll show you the new, the new table. I made a new Google sheet. This is going to be easier on the eyes. This is how we're going to do it from now on. Look at that. The big reveal. So Yellowstone sticking really fucking made a won a bunch of races, took podiums and first places here, extended its lead to over a thousand points on House of the Dragon. Uh, and within the next week or two, Grey's Anatomy will overtake House of the Dragon. I think people are done with the whole kind of Game of Thrones world until the new season comes out. Uh, and Grey's Anatomy's really pumping. Meredith just left. In fact, we'll do TV League to that. We'll put the final Meredith sewed on. Uh, it was good stuff. So Grey's Anatomy is really making a charge up. I think they were in fifth place before. I, I reshuffled everything. But they cracked the 2000s finally. Game of Thrones cracked the 2000s, but I think they just took one podium. Uh, Rick and Morty fallen ever, ever far. They actually came in fourth place. Uh, almost got into that podium spot, uh, but couldn't fucking do it. Oh my god, I've dropped this remote too many times and it won't work. I have to use my phone. Gotta fucking cave to the algorithm and use my phone. Oh boy. Oh boy. On your big day with Man's Warehouse. Warehouse. At least listen to the TV while I do to this. your first kiss to all eyes on you. I really, styles. the way I'm looking right now, I need like an old stepdad pair of glasses to like, what do you need now? I need Hulu so I can put on Grey's Anatomy while we do this. Um, yeah, Rick and Morty, The Simpsons climbing up. The Simpsons is like low key, just always scoring points. It's a consistent streaming favorite. Doesn't really rate on the Sundays it's on weirdly. Um, but I also think that those streaming numbers, because I do the world, so I think a lot of people around the world are kind of, now that it's on Disney+, Plus. I think most of the world can, like, catch up with The Simpsons now. Like, before, I think you were just, if it was on in whatever country you live in, you got The Simpsons, but now everybody could get the fucking Simpsons, so people are all about it. I'm still not watching. I was a South Park kid. I think Simpsons fans are literally some of the most annoying human beings on planet Earth. Uh, and I'm sorry if you are one, but, you know, you've been cool so far. But you, I mean, if you tell someone who watches The Simpsons that you've never watched The Simpsons and just watch the judgment come your way, like they look at you like you got a low score on your SATs. Because you don't. I told one of my friends, I was like, I don't like Simpsons fans because they look at you like you're, they're smarter than you because they've seen the Simpsons. And he goes, yeah, we are. And I was like, see, you smug prick. Uh, hey, now, Aaron, uh huh? All right, here we go. Here's Meredith's final sewed. 
Um, but we've had some new shows climb up. Here's what I like about this new table, to be quite honest with you. And this is like in the weeds minutia. Because of the way the side graph is here, I could on call tell you what place shit is. So like it's in the 40th bar, but these two bars are taken up. So every you just subtract two and that's what place it's in. So this is the 31st slot minus two dateline NBC is in 29th place. It's just easier for me to tell you how high things have been climbing. So the last of us has gone from 57th to 39th. Uh, which is pretty fucking good. The Last of Us has been kicking ass on HBO. Kicking ass and taking names. Steady number one. Uh, the real power in The Last of Us will be, can it start scoring those podiums after the new season's over? Like, is it a, is it a one-season wonder? Because uh, as much as people like The Mandalorian, once that season was over, people stopped watching that shit. So it'll be interesting to see, because The Last of Us has been this, like, uh, kind of... We need to watch it when it's on. I don't know if I talked about this on one of the episodes, but The Last of Us has 200 million watch minutes in the first hour. That means it's one of the rare streaming shows where people are like, we need to watch this when it drops. Like they're watching it with the people on legit HBO Max, uh, which is unheard of in streaming. That's usually the fun of a streaming show is like, I don't have to watch it right away. But people really don't want spoilers for that show. So the last of us is cranking up there and it's got a few more episodes. Uh, plus the backup. I haven't done the actual Nielsen streamings in a while and those are a month behind. So the last of us will probably get at least a hundred points in a month or two on top of that. And then this show shrinking. I think this is that will Ferrell fucking therapy show on Apple plus this is shot from 134th place to 75th place, 254 points. Uh, Althamon, this is like all these, this Althamon, there's a click BBB. These are all European shows. The streaming, Flix Patrol, uh, and I'll show it to you for the week nine standings. In fact, I'll just show you now. Flix Patrol has added so many more streaming services to take into account. Let's go all the way down here and show you some of these wild fucking Globo stream. Like it sounds like a streaming service from a fucking uh oh I went too far. From like a Ben Stiller movie. Globo stream. Like wait till you see some of these. What are we doing? Gotta go. Oh this is that's why. Okay, if anyone asks I don't know where you are. Link! Hi! Hey, do you, do you have a busy schedule today? Actually, no. I've carved out my whole day to catch up on charting. I am buried. I need you to pick up a cake by noon. This bakery's across town. It's for Merida. Does she like far away cake? It's her favorite. You guys don't work at a fucking restaurant. You don't get Meredith a cake for her going away. I delivered two weeks ago. Get her a nice envelope with cash. So it always ends with Apple. Uh, but they, this via play, and you can always kind of tell what the, it's the European version of, uh, based on the shows that are on it. Like this is all the good doctor, Chicago fire SWAT. I think this is like the peacock fucking paramount plus. And then they actually have included peacock. So dateline has kind of been crushing it lately. Cause it's been scoring points and getting podiums. Uh, this Lord of the skies and traders. So the league has grown. Stars has its own ranking now. So these shows like Black Mafia Family and Power, the Power shows, those have been scoring points 
getting in through Hulu. So now Stars has its own ranking. So now those are double points for the Power Shows and the Black Mafia Show. So this is big. They're adding races to the fucking to the season here. We like it. This is the one, Shahid. This is all like. I want to get the country right. These are all like Arabic shows. And there's so many goddamn countries out there. But these are all that Al Thaman. This is Steady Winning. Yali Kapkini. This means Golden Child. Uh, but yeah, so these are the new additions. So if you see anything that looks funny, like this Al Thaman or Yali Kapkini, or even sometimes there isn't a translation and I actually have to put the fucking Arabic in there and just not know what the show's called. That's what that's from. Is that streaming? This OSN sounds Canadian, uh, but The Last of Us scoring points in there. That's a, probably going to be a 50 for Last of Us come Sunday. This is the week 10 streaming. This will finalize on Sunday. Uh, they collect over a whole week. I could do points daily, but I feel like that would be unfair to give the streaming shows daily points when the like network TV shows are only on once a week. There's just a daily rotation of them. That always confuses people about comic books. Like you tell people comic books come out on Wednesday and you're like, but every went like, but like every Wednesday, like I think people just assume that like it's one Wednesday and then for the rest of the month, there's no comics, but it's like, no, there's enough titles to where like the next Wednesday, there's a new 50. And then the next Wednesday, there's a new 50. Then by the time the third Wednesday comes around, it's the repeat. Like that's how it is. So yeah, this Star Plus I think is Europe's version of Hulu because it's got all of, like the Disney and the Hulu shows. Um, let's go to Hulu because I want to see if this History of the World Part Two or whatever the fuck is doing some things. Not even can't even touch Black Mafia Family. Look at that shit. Last of Us getting in on Hulu, and the only reason this is possible is because I filter it by the world like i don't do a specific country so the last of us is probably on hulu in a country where they don't have hbo max so it scores the points for hulu so the last of us is coming out fucking tall this week let's go to hbo obviously it's going to be number one on hbo hbo oh no this cb strike show but the last of us still number two three pines what the fuck is this that's a prime show it's so interesting through these rankings how you get to see what countries have what streaming services. Like, this Three Pines show is an Amazon show, but it's on HBO Max, so that means somewhere in fucking Newfoundland, HBO Max has this fucking Amazon show. Why can't America... Like, it's like you'll share your copyright when you absolutely have to. Why don't you just treat America like Newfoundland, where you just put everything on one fucking thing... And you share a little bit of profit. Ooh, sex slash life. New show coming in. But yeah, let's get to the real nitty gritty of this and we'll see if the new, see if Tuesday's ratings came out. I'm pretty much all caught up this week. Oh, Tuesday and Wednesday came out. Let's do that. So we're going to do some live point updating. If I can speak, if that's a, a, a phrase that is correctly said.
go to the dailies. Your X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits, like two times miles on every purchase. The noise canceling. You're being too loud. Thank you. Good choice. Ooh, my lucky number. Earn five times miles on flights. Enjoy your stay. Going up. And ten All times right. miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Plus, get access so this is to over Tuesday. These are going to be the ratings for Tuesday, March seventh. And we'll add these fuckers live. These ones I kind of didn't need to go final, but I still wanted to wait because the voice was negative 31% as far as the viewership change. It's really hard to come back from that. Like DVR numbers can usually withstand like a negative 3% or something like that because this basically means that the, this 5 million viewership was down 31% from the last year's Tuesday premiere, which is like millions of people, like a 3%, a negative 3%. That's like a, you can swing that overnight, like maybe a half a million to a million people DVR'd it and the numbers aren't going to come through. But once you get into these double digits, like this negative 31, you're not coming back from that. And the same thing is like plus eight, like nine one one Lone Star was an 18% increase in viewership. Like, that number usually doesn't decrease into the negative. It might be like, let's click on it. It probably, it says 1870. It probably really was like nine and a half or something like that. Let's see what I really was. Sometimes it's the same though. Oh, it increased. It was actually a 20% increase. So that went from, it. see, but did it only increased like one and a half percent. Like that's all you're going to get as far as the overnights go. So let's click on the voice and see what the finals, the final Tuesday rating. See, it was a negative 30. It only gained 1%. Um, doesn't get any double points. So it gets the standard 50. Let's look over at Showbuzz Daily. I'm sure it got an above average viewing, which it did. So it'll get the one extra bonus point. So the voice starring Niall Horan from One Direction gets 51 points. Curious how it's going, the search for the new chief. It was easy a few years ago when we were at the top of our game, but we've got a lot of interesting applicants we're sorting through. Yeah. I mean, Grace Sloan is not an easy place just to step right into. It's got its own history. Oh, fucking Teddy. I swear to God, if they make Teddy head fucking whatever the fuck, I'll be furious. No one likes Teddy. She's the worst. She has no body features. She's like a fucking walking. She's like the skeleton in your science class. And she's Owen needs to be the new fucking the new fucking old boy had what is the head resident guy. I don't know titles. I don't know names. I'm having a fucking stroke. I'm sorry. There's no extra pay. No, the search committee is voluntary, but we'd love to have you. We're meeting in the second floor conference room from four to six on Monday. OK, got it. Thank you. I will. So the voice goes from join. 710 points right. to yeah. 761 okay. points. Meadow, I got a page. Is everything okay? You like that I little sniffle it. I just did? How gross was that? I, I can't kiss him goodbye for what might be forever. She wants to wait. And then a rerun of FBI comes in second place. This is a little easier to calculate because reruns don't get uh, bonuses. So FBI just gets the 41 because I'm quite certain 
Uh, it got the above average. The reason I look at this, here's what this bonus point is. And Alex, this is a good way to explain this to you. So here's a full explanation of the point system while it's all here. It gets a 40 points for coming in second place. That's a base. You won. You came in second. 40 points. Two extra points for the million change. Another extra point for the demo increase. And then Showbuzz Daily does like the above average. So this just means any show. The voice for any television show on at that time on Tuesdays, a 5.121 is above average. Uh, so it got the one point for that. So just so when you hear me say it got one point and got two points, you at least know what the fuck I'm talking about. So FBI gets... Ooh, it's right there. Look at that. Wolf Entertainment getting another fucking 41. So that's 87 points. Look at me doing quick math in my head. I'm so proud of myself. When I'm not on air, I got to count on my fingers like a first grader. And then 911 Lone Star uh, just made its league debut. I get confused on what 911 show was on at, at what time. They really got a good thing going. Like, one will end, the other one will come back. I think fucking, I always assume that fucking uh, Rob Lowe is on both of them, but I think he's only on the Lone Star one. Kind of shitty to Rob Lowe that you didn't give him the flagship 911. But it's good, he, he fucking probably takes a lot of responsibility in putting that fucking B-Squad on his back and carrying it to fucking, carrying it to a podium, obviously. Third place. Third place on a Tuesday, Rob. That's very good. So that got the increase in viewership, did not get the demo increase. And usually these primetime shows are above average because this is what these greens are like layup points because TV is in such a fucking hole that anything's above average. Like unless you're on the CW, when you start getting into the fucking like the weeds here, Will Trent, Will Trent's on at like nine o'clock. The rookie is like 8 p.m. is the real the precipice of when people are like, we're getting ready to shut this tube off. So anything that's on like from seven to eight is going to be in the greens here. So that's usually a lock, like extra bonus point. So 911 Lone Star gets 35, 36, 37, and then another bonus point uh, for the above average. So that's 38 for 911 Lone Star. Eighty-four points. Now let's see where they all go. Sort the sheep. The new 2023 GMC Sierra AT4X is equipped. So 911 Lone Star is making its way up. Started at 228, and now it is in 172nd place. 84 points. Once you start cracking the hundreds, once you get into a hundred, it's a nice little climb up like the gap from 84 to 400 like i don't think is that steep i think it's only like 30 shows separating like 80 and 200 so it's easy to start climbing once it's when you start getting into that four 500 range that it really starts becoming tough that's what netflix is having a hard time cracking netflix is really like aside from the wallpaper shows is really a like one two week hit Wednesday dominated for about a month and now it's kind of stuck at 650 points. 
transplant on a newborn. A partial heart transplant doesn't exist. I know, but it is about to, and I, I need this. I need a win because I. Uh, so that's I Tuesday. We'll go to Wednesday. Seattle is outrageously expensive. Try and be a little bit quicker and more succinct with this. I'm still getting used to doing this on air. Impossible. This is I a little bit easier because these probably all held. Take a look at Survivor. This is the most tedious part of it is when you have to click on the show and see what the actual final ratings were. See, so they're demo swung. So that's double points. We call that double points in the business for Survivor. Uh, so the survivor gets double points. That's 53, 54. I'm sh quite certain they got the fucking bang. Look how green that is. Look how above average that was. So that's 54 points for survivor. I think this might be a de a debut. Oh no, it's it's in there. 54, 63, 73, 83, 93, 303, 313. Listen how retarded I am. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 317 points. That is not a bit. That is literally how I have to do math. Don't smoke weed when you're 12 years old. If there's any children listening. Let this be a cautionary tale. I do have to do math on my fingers. It is not a bit. The mass Singer also crushing it with double points. So that is 39 for the mass Singer. Dick Van Dyke coming in clutch, dude. Guarantee you they got that Dick Van Dyke bump because it went, vi it went viral. So people are like, let's see what fucking old kook pops up on this show this week. Kept them coming back. I did that one silent, but I still did count my on my fingers. I just didn't show it to you. I'm being better with it. And then the Connors taking that podium spot. 39 points. Oh, God damn it. I did it backwards. I gotta add three points to this. I'm dyslexic as shit. It wouldn't be a Meredith Grey going away episode if they didn't eviscerate someone in a fucking in a surgical room. I think. I think we're better. Oh, you're not sure. I am sure that we are both excited about this partial heart transplant on an infant, which is a stroke of genius idea that we came up with together. And that is because in the OR, we're good together. In our chosen field of study, we are so good. Are you rehearsing a speech you plan on giving him later? Maybe a little. So the two of you haven't really spoken since the fire. Oh, we said some things. Recalc. We needed a cooling off Bang. period. It's best that we haven't talked about it. And then, yeah, and obviously, since Bailey, you're the only one that, as of right now, that gives a shit about the TV League, I'll share this link with you. I think I can embed this in Facebook. The website's coming back, but you will have access to this table. I can just get your email and share it with you. That'll be, that's the first thing of the show. Sign up for the email list, and I'll let you view the TV League. Keith Pazel, comedian at no, it's not Keith Pazel at gmail.com. I transferred it. So just we'll, we'll fucking we'll get that in line. The three people out there, you want to see this table? I'll link you. I'll share it with you. I'm not here as one of Arlo's doctors. I'm sorry, but if you're here to try to talk me into I'm here because I had a baby who 
Only live for 40 I'm here because he had a condition called I'm a character on the show. Which is when the baby's brain does not develop typically. And uh, we discovered it when I was six months pregnant. And what do you say we, we fucking didn't. bring this bitch no. home with a we little bit of TV? I gave birth to Christopher knowing that he would be an organ donor. Uh, because there was nothing that we could do. There was no surgery that we could try. Do and, a nice chill um, run down the TV tangos. I think about him a lot these days because... See what was on today? We'll start with now, today. Named Scout. And as Scout Sunday, I'll up, gather a little bit more. Sunday, it'll be TV history. We'll all be 1996 Oscars while we watch this year's Oscars. Big Sunday show. It's the Academy Awards. It's not the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl show is obviously the Emmys for us. That's the season premiere show. Um, or maybe I'll make it the finale. Maybe that'll be our season finale. And then we'll start anew after the the M's. Oh, that's what We're that's done. what we'll watch clips of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What about these? Looks right. So we had uh, March 6, 1996. There was the, remember the American Comedy Awards? Uh, hold on. Let me switch to the website here. I got to be, I got to figure out a better way with this TikTok thing here. Because I can't control both. I didn't take that into account when I decided to do this. I got to fucking control both. I'm like the Wizard of Oz back here. Can you imagine if the Wizard of Oz had to do all of his shit and host a radio show? That'd be insane. He'd be the wonderful, that would make him the wonderful wizard. So we'll start at Wednesday, March 6, 1996, just because that's the day we're going to start at. Um, I don't know why I didn't start at Monday with this. We had the American Comedy Awards. This was on until like Comedy Central eventually got this show. And I think it was just called like the Comedy Central Awards or something like that. Uh, but you can't find very much of this. 1996 American Comedy Awards. But this had, like, classic Roseanne on it before she was a goddamn psychopath. Have we seen her special, by the way? That's it was, I'm so glad Chris Rock and Mark Maron had good specials come out. Because, um, man, the right-wingers have just... They really had an opportunity to, like, show people what. Like, Jim Brewer... And Roseanne could have, like, you can be batshit, and then people will talk shit about you, call you stupid, and then if they would have came out with, like, legit fire specials, it would have made a little bit more of an imprint than people calling them psycho babblers, and then their specials are just them, like, doing the hackest fucking psycho babble. Uh, so this is from the 1996 American Comedy Awards with Jennifer Saunders, Joan Lumley, Abfab, Roseanne Barr. Abfab. I'm sure she was absolutely this. This is from when? Four years ago. Definitely before Roseanne was talking about people looking like apes. Coming up next, Chelsea Trevor and Roseanne. This was absolutely fabulous women from England. George on the 10th anniversary tonight. See, that's another sign of her psychoticness is 
the show character was that like high pitch, whatever the fuck. But then like Roseanne, like famous Roseanne was kind of chill. Like she kind of listened to how she's just kind of talking like a normal human being who doesn't have, I don't want to shame her for having multiple personalities, but the woman is not literally not right in the head. Like it's kind of, uh, wrong to put her out there on a platform and let her just be mentally ill. Same thing with Kanye. Like his beliefs are shit, but like he's mentally ill. He should be in a, f- a facility. I, I remember I was here for the very first uh, comedy, American Comedy Awards, and uh, I was sitting with Sam Tennyson. Can I say something straight up? I'm attracted to Roseanne right here. She's got that 90s black lipstick on like she's, a, like she's in the craft. Like she hangs out with Nev Campbell. That's Nev Campbell lipstick right there. Then, and both of us had been um, nominated along with Al for Best Newcomer. <laughs> and of course, Alf won. And uh, I think that. Hey, Elf ruled. I think we can all fucking agree with that. That's it all. Well, <laughs> here we are at the American Comedy Awards. Hey, do you guys get the creepy feeling like I do? That America is totally losing its sense of humor. And I think uh, our... You guys get a sense that Jewish people run the weather. She thinks now this person right here, this sane... I will prove that. Normally proportioned human being now believes as a withered blonde scarecrow She thinks that the government created Hurricane Katrina with the Jew laser machine. And it was like the first attempt to corral people. Insane stuff. Anyway, everything is all politically correct and totally uptight. And you know why we're so uptight? Because It's so insane that even like, because in the 90s as an alternative rock kid, I was too of the whole, like, they're censoring us. Cause, and it was the era of like the stickers on the CDs. It was more for music than like comedy. Comedy kind of was the Wild West still. That's why it's funny to see people be like in the 90s, be like, the Puritans want to censor us. Like, people legit said the F word for gay all the time. Like, on television, rampant homophobia was just full on accepted and it's just so funny because i at the same time i was saying it too it's just funny how people at that time were saying it and then they're still saying it but now it's like but now that's the fucking fucked up part is people are still bitching about censorship now but now things are actually being censored because people didn't listen in the 90s like you could have not you know you should have listened in the 90s more Radiohead, less in sync. Who'd have thought that Justin Timberlake would come out the bad guy in all of this? Because at the time, that's a perfect example. At the time, I remember everyone universally being like, both of them are fine. Like, like even if it was planned, who cares? Who cares if you saw a tit on national television? And then you find out that like, her, but did it? She's a Jackson. You cannot have a career and still have a career. See that that I didn't know that the reason like because apparently her record label dropped her if you didn't hear Larry 
But the reason that I thought that might have happened is because the the Super Bowl was like that wasn't prime Janet Jackson. To me, she was already like a has been at that time. So her so her going away after that was kind of like, oh well, like yeah. Justin's the future. <laughs> she did get blackballed. But it's just so funny. That's all a bunch to me. It's just so funny to see Roseanne bitch about puritanism and censorship in the 90s when there literally was none. <laughs> like, even the stickers weren't censoring the album. It was just like you had to have your mom go buy it for you. Mom, can you buy me Load by Metallica that doesn't have cum on the cover? here and the really fun people stayed in england by the way the metallica load album i thought cum was orange for the longest time because it's it's semen splashed onto a window but the sun is shining through the window so the cum looks orange and i was always like why is the cum orange and then you look close at it as an adult and you're like oh it's you know translucent reflecting the light you understand lighting better my my knowledge of lighting helped me understand semen more go go think look at mel brooks looking old then still old now is he he just died right hey google is mel brooks still alive sorry i don't have any information about that are you serious something else do you want to know how old mel brooks is now yeah <laughs> You see how she's fucking with me? Mel Brooks is 96 years old. 96. He looked 93 here. He looked 96 in 96, right? Oh, no! I'm still trying to get an American version of a great show on the air. Um, of course, you know, absolutely fabulous. Yeah, boomers, your generation, just unaware fucking alcoholic pill addicts who didn't pay attention to their kids. And I'm sure now... She even said on the Alex Jones show, two of my kids are libtards, they aren't talk to me. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's because you were so there in the 90s. Fabulous, we are the first generation Which is funny because her whole thing was like stay-at-home mom. And then she got her show and was like, my kids hate me. Well, yeah, you're not at home. You were at home their whole life, and now you're doing this show. They're probably hungry. Women who were raised to be men. Um, I went to my own network with the pitch, and uh, they were really cool about it. They said, "Yeah, Roseanne, well, we're very aware of this show, and the network is totally ready for the future. Know that we know that we have uh, to compete with cable and so many things. We're totally ready for the future." And I did not know that they meant that they were ready to give Joey Lawrence his own show. Um, when I they totally freak. They're like, Roseanne, what the heck were you thinking? These people have nothing but contempt for little people like us. Which I love that. Is there going to be a midget joke coming? There better be. Even in not today's times. Love a well-placed small person joke. And uh, 
the show has zero male appeal. And I said, well, you mean zero straight male appeal, don't you? Because, of course, it has 100% gay male appeal. And um, gay males are 8% of our viewing audience, so that is 10 to 15 million viewers right there. So that already makes the show about number 30. And uh, that is without the lesbians, the pot-smoking 18 to 24s. Uh, Look at Kirstie Alley rip. People in the Midwest whose party habits make Patsy look like Marie Osmond. It is funny how, like, you do kind of see it, like, it's hard to say that, like, these comics have gotten right wing. Like, even this, this is funny, but, like, there is hint of, like, Republican in all of this. Like, she's just like, there's no straight male appeal. It's all gays in the show. They're 8% of the audience. That's only 15 million people. That makes your show number 30. Like, that's my point earlier. Rampant homophobia. Like, it's funny how she just went about on about how they're censoring you. And then she just went on to, like, trash the gays for bringing down her fucking demo. It's funny. I'm not against it. Again, I ain't canceling nobody. I'm just pointing this stuff out. Again, still attracted to her in this scenario. Roseanne was hot in 1996. I'm saying it right now. I'll make it a clip. And, and of course, that still doesn't include the millions of hat comics who will be watching in order to write really bad spec scripts to send me for the show. <laughs> to fit the uh, zero straight male appeal because, you know, I just figure I'll put like a whole bunch of girls in these things. I don't have to like write anything clever or anything like that. That's <laughs> why I got the fucking subtitles on. I hate the way, like, go in there and fix the audio on these VHSs. I've seen Baywatch. The shows I have been referring to, or the show I've been referring to, has been often copied but never equaled. Here are Jennifer Saunders and Joanna Lumley in clips from Absolutely Fabulous. Oh, AbFab was the shit. This show was on, like, during Upright Citizens Brigade and Strip Mall. Do you remember Strip Mall with Julie Brown? Sex-crazed, morally corrupt, drunken, high-class, prostitute darling. Yeah, AbFab ruled. Go watch Absolutely Fabulous. Here, we'll go back. Her Saunders and her co-star, Joanna Lovely. Are they presenting an award? I'm going to go to the other clip and see if it has better audio. This one's only a minute or so. But way better sound. How can they do it and, they, and the other person couldn't? Ooh, peak Mary Steenburgen, when the Lifetime movie meant something. Look at that. Is this before or after Dancing? I don't think she was with Dancing yet. They're like the cutest couple in Hollywood, Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen. Definitely probably make you pop those shoes off when you get into the house. Ted Danson seems like the guy that himself finished those wood floors. If you finished the floors yourself, I'll take my shoes off. That's my rule. 
tonight on this very special Nick Offerman finishes his own floors. Tribute to a very special actress, Miss Anne Bancroft. Look at that. Back when people like Anne Bancroft were alive. That's why the 90s ruled, because people from the 20s were still alive. And, like, not that old. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much. I really appreciate your appreciation. And um, it's really a great honor for me to get this, because I have worn, as you said, Mary, stole my line. I, I did wear both masks, both comedy and tragedy, and I have always... Comedy and tragedy. ...to get a laugh than a cheer, even in my own family. <laughs> Thank you so much for laughing at that. I was so worried. You just won an award for comedy. What do you mean you, you should have got the laugh? I was worried you weren't going to get it, but you got it. Thanks. Um... I would like to thank all of you who are in comedy and how much you have made me laugh. Me laugh. Speaking of comedy, let's look at this. I saw this. The Louie Show. Uh, this was, I think Life with Louie was already on the animated show. I didn't know. See, in 1996, I wasn't quite like... 1997, in my head, I became an adult and I started fucking with more like actual primetime television shows like the x-files and stuff like that so in 1996 i was still kind of my tv existed on saturday mornings so i wasn't really aware of this show at the time so i didn't know they let him double up on shows let's see what this one is i mean louis shows are just like him being fat so here it is, 1996, The Louis Show, episode one. This isn't the, sp the specific episode from this particular day in 1996, but it's the same year. I've been wanting to do a sitcom for a long time, but never have been able to figure it out because I have a very specific idea about what I think life is. This is actually a really good idea off the bat to like, start a stand-up monologue to the studio like immediately let people know that this is a show like this sitcom is a play the first lucky louie was like that very honeymooners ish and everybody goes what <laughs> and i say no i'm right about this a lot of people wake up at three and go huh <laughs> um so, so i have this uh belief that really what's important is in life is what's inside of us and i've always been misunderstood as a f is he in pajamas by the way which would be hilarious because now that he's dead i think the life statute of limitations is up i heard that louis anderson made his openers cuddle with him in bed bare-chested not full nude but you had to pop that shirt off uh which is harmless he's letting you open for him I'm sure Kyle Cease had to be that inside spoon a lot. A person. I think it's important that we all realize that we're human beings. And that's what this is all about. I still think the most important night, and all the actors do too, is the night that the audience shows up. Because we're nervous and we're frightened and we're thinking, do they, will they laugh? Are they, you know, bust from a prison camp? Or, <laughs> you know? We're going to have fun tonight. Don't be afraid to laugh. And if you don't laugh, eventually someone will tap you and you'll be replaced by somebody who does laugh. 
This Thanks is a, a good lot show. for spending your time with us tonight. I'll see you later. I don't hate Louis Anderson. I really probably am going to have nothing. I'll probably, you know, there's stuff to make fun of. I mean, definitely just like the adult life with Louis. That is fat man music right there. Like that's pratfall music. That's like you just at home with him ambling through a living room with a sandwich. Ooh, Brian Cranston. Paul Feig. Look at the lineup here. Poor Kate Hodge didn't make it. I'm the roofer. I'm here to give you an estimate on your roof. Hey, what say we meet downstairs? Okay, jump. That's going to be a big one because he's from he's from Minnesota. So that accent is probably going to play a huge part of this. Boy, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? If you're a bat. <laughs> it's dark out. What are you doing here so early? Early? Oh, geez, you're my Great 5 a.m. lighting. Like, that makes me feel like my grandma just woke me up to go to fucking church. Rain, and uh, next thing I know, ka I get $10,000. <laughs> oh, $10,000. That's the third estimate I've got for $10,000. I gotta say, this show's fantastic. $10,000. I can't afford that. I'm just a therapist at an HMO. I make, uh, well, let me put it in terms you can understand. About three roofs a year. Man, what a switch in the times. Therapists weren't making money. I'm just a therapist at an HMO. This is the height of insurance. Insurance was at the height of the game now in the 90s. That's when you could fucking go to the doctor on credit. You call yourself one of those, uh, therapists, huh? Well, you know, my wife, uh, She's a little, uh, cuckoo. <laughs> oh, you don't? Uh, maybe she could, uh, you know, come see you, huh? Oh, absolutely. Have her give my office a call. Uh, make an appointment. It's uh, just $10,000 a session. <laughs> There's uh, my guy. So early? What is there? Uh, sign out my front yard, free breakfast? This is Walt pre-cancer. And you know, Lou, you still haven't fixed that loose board on the porch. I, mean, I could twist my ankle. Oh, he's a cop. Look at that gun. The criminals, I'd have to drop them with my 45. What a blatant character description. What time is it? Huh? It's uh, 0615. 0615? It's early, I think. It's 651, bro. That's the easiest part of military time. The 06s are just what actual, actually what time it is. It's when it gets to past the 12s. It's not 1 o'clock. It's 1300. 2500. Hey, would you do it for that? <laughs> that to me is the easiest way because my grandpa was a psycho and he, I had to give him his pills later in life and his pill schedule was in military time. So I learned quick. It's really easy. You just stop instead of going from one after 12, you just keep counting. So after midnight, one in the morning is 0100. Two in the morning, oh, 0200. And then you just keep going until you hit 12, and then you go 13, 14, 15, 16. It's just counting in succession. I don't know, Lou. You never know who you're letting in your house. I mean, they might seem nice, but they all seem nice. Hey, remember Swenson? Oh, real sweet guy. Uh -huh. Always tending the yeah. garden. Yeah, we had no idea he was planting his neighbors. <laughs> That's true. But, God, those were beautiful roses. 
It is just interesting philosophically how the structure of comedy has changed. Like, it's all like just these jokes are all about like people murdering their family, uh, fucking kicking people out of your house because they came over too early, shitting on your job. And like today's sitcoms are all about like redemption. And like they're really trying to punch up because comedy in its nature is punching down. I just think it's what you're punching down on. Like I think people that are, are quote unquote woke and stuff, their whole thing of like don't punch down, like that's not, it's not don't punch down, it's punch down on this person. So like you can fucking punch down on Elon Musk all you want. Like that's, that's what makes comedy bad when you're trying to write a sitcom and you're like, let's make it positive. Positivity is not funny at all. Like maybe it's just the society we've cultivated, but I just feel like on its face, comedy doesn't work. Nobody likes watching in shape, attractive people do comedy. Like I feel like it's one of those things that like, Oh, you do this for a reason. Like, I remember when I got into shape and was doing sets, like, you can't do bits about being hot. Like, that's a good, it's like self-deprecation is a huge part of comedy. And when you physically don't look like someone who would feel bad about themselves, like, it's, that's, that's a new thing. Like, these jacked fucking male comics going on stage talking about how they have, like, panic disorder and shit. Like, it took a while for audiences to get on board with that. And the older crowd still isn't. Um, but yeah, like this is just a classic example of good, wholesome punch down comedy, but there are probably people now that would like cringe at this. It's very funny. Bugging me. Nothing bugs me. I'm a cop. I'm a cop. I mean, what would I have to be? I murder people for a living. Remember who you're talking. Although this is small town cop. It was always small town cop. The big city cops in the 90s sitcoms were always portrayed as dumb shits, but the small towners were like the good ones. The, the, uh, like cute dumb. All right. It's, uh, it's a lot of donut jokes back when the donut joke had still hadn't run its course. We, we were worried you forgot about dinner tomorrow night. You know, Sandy's going to be cooking up a nice five-pound walleye, and you know how Sandy hates to waste fish. <laughs> well, that's a weight off my mind. So we are on for tomorrow, huh? Yeah, oh yeah, you'll get a couple fish bones in the fill, but hey, still good eating. Don't tell me what's really bothering you. It's becoming bad. I just quick. get it out of you tomorrow. Louie, I told you, there's nothing wrong. Kurt? You know, in case you want to work today? I mean, it's Minnesota. He doesn't need that gun. So, Mr. Wells, let's see what we have here. Shall we, uh... Mmm, angry outbursts. Oh, it's fucking, uh... Others. Brian, not Brian Doyle Murray. But that's one of the Adam... He's in the Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, jackass. He's that guy. He's the happy Gilmore. Yeah, jackass. Last week. Four months! <laughs> oh, so that clearly was his thing. My supervisor sent me here. I can't go back to work until you sign off on me. See, that was a great time for entertainment. This guy's whole thing is he was angry. See, this is where I He would just get hired to get mad. And then I can give you a big pill. And it would keep you from touching my stuff. <laughs> now sit down. Not the couch, I get that. 
Ah, uh, because he's a fatty. He's going to pop open a box of donuts. Is that a box of donuts? You fucking know it. Well, this is ridiculous. When's that Why joke coming? I you? I mean, you're there's a fucking, there's a punchline housed in that donut box. You better be goddamn certain. I never noticed that about myself. <laughs> oh, you mean because I'm fat? You are. I need glasses. <laughs> I am fat. I like to eat, especially donuts. Here it comes. I'll tell you, I in the box. What's in the box? I don't even think about it. I'm a lot quicker than I look. <laughs> All right, so you eat donuts? I'm mean to people. What's the difference? Well, the difference is I used to eat 12 a day. Now I'm down to two, which is a bummer. Ooh. Especially when that lady at the donut shop comes up to me and goes, You know, Louie, for a nickel, you can get another hundred. <laughs> but I am working on my... Ooh, what a missed punchline. When you look at me, you see a fat person. And when I look at me, I see a person who happens to be fat. And damaged, because my father hates me. Well, I'm just a person. I hope they bring it. We're going we're gonna to watch this show. We're going to be tracked. We're going to watch episode two on Sunday. Scared of anything. Yes, you are. You're scared that if you're nice to somebody, they might not be nice back to you. Well, what if they're not? Well, I want to see if he brings his dad in because his dad is a big part of his comedy. But he does his impression of his dad, so it'll be interesting if they bring him on to who plays him. <sighs> Look at that. Offer you a donut. Take one. I bet that's Not like that the bit's one. gonna be that like this is his thing, like he uses there the donut go. thing See? to do now therapy. Nice he uses to his fatness else. to cure people's well, mental I'll ailments. See. And I'll see you next Wednesday. I'm not coming back. Oh, I'll put you down for two. I'm gonna kill myself. This is back when you could make a good suicide joke on primetime television. You got it. <laughs> Mr. Wells fell for the day-old donut line. You put the fresh ones back in my office now. Ooh. By the way, Mrs. Johansson called and canceled. She's afraid to come out of the house because she thinks people are after her. And Well, I told her I thought that was probably a wise decision because I heard they are too. See, that's as diverse as they would get in the 90s. A white wheelchair lady. There's no way... That bitch, that bitch is gold bricking. There's no way she's actually in that chair. Thanks. All right, Jake, you hang with me for a while. Let me know if you like any of these perspectives. Shit, is that Chris Russo? Just give me a signal. Give me a nod or something. Well, okay, how about a better code? How about if I like him, I'll order a code? Oh, that guy is, uh, he was in a Disney Channel movie. Order a Coke with no ice. I mean, you can probably say that about four or five people in this show. Ah, over here. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm Gretchen Lafayette. Is the room rented? Am I too late? You Gretchen Lafayette? What are you, a private eye? Found one. Hi. <clears throat> can I get you anything? Oh, yes. I would like a half calf mocha latte with non fat milk. Well, you have a few minutes because it's going to take me a while to slide a rose. Oh, I love her. She's in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Her whole career was off that baby doll voice. She had that 12-year-old voice. I'll just get right to it. I was born Making that trauma work for her. Oh, 
possible. I could have gone to a better school. It's not good when you have that voice. Like I said, Dr. Drupinski says, people with high-pitched voices, they were traumatized at an age when they had a high-pitched voice and they've locked themselves into that identity because of the trauma. Every time someone with a high-pitched voice would call, he would say like, what age did it happen? And almost all of them would be like, 12. He'd like called it every time. Population has lost the finger a toe to frostbite. <laughs> you don't hear about it on the news much, but it does bond us all as a people. <laughs> Coke, please. <laughs> Giant Coke. Picture of Coke. <laughs> Introduce me. Uh, Gretchen? Yeah. This is my friend, Jake Reinhardt. Ah, Ooh, Jake Reinhardt and Gretchen Lafayette. I mean, the names. I mean, it's not, that's something you have on a fancy LA show. This is Minnesota. Nothing but Doug Joneses and fucking Martha Smiths. And I decided this is the day I'm leaving LA. I, I mean, his, his name so is Louis Anderson. Why is he giving everybody these fancy names? You worry that your house is going to burn to the ground. Every time the ground shakes, you think your house is going to crush you. And on top of all that, the ozone layer specifically over my block is gone. Wow. Tuna milks are only $1.50 here. So anyway, I said to myself, that's it. I've had it. I am moving to safer ground. That night, I went to dinner at the California Pizza Kitchen, and one of the waiters there had this really healthy glow. And on his name tag, it said he was from Minnesota. The next day, California Pizza Kitchen existed in 1996. Billboard, Think about it. It blows my mind that I have to say that. You know, I walk around and I see bars that say a stack. Established 1985 and i'm like so and then i have to think like oh that was like 40 years ago like almost i'm not 40 i don't care i can't wait i'm excited dude i got this hardcore gray patch coming in in the middle i'm excited dude my whole beard is gonna be gray in two years and i can't fucking wait dude because my parents are crazy. <laughs> Thank God I got out of the house in time. My whole family is nuts. I'm the only sane one. Scary. Also a trademark of the 90s. Always had a quote-unquote crazy bitch on a show. Who would identify as insane? It was the quirk. She's great, isn't she? She got that I'm a doctor, don't you think? Who knows? She's You're wearing your stethoscope. She's afraid of earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> You know, you don't get cases like this in Duluth very often. Usually you got a special order of them. I'm telling you, Christmas has come early for Louie. Is Louie going to, like, a new, is he, like, new employer? Does he want to date this gal? You're in. Oh, really? Oh, God, thank you so much. I really no, you got to go from the back. He likes hugs from the back. He likes to be the little spoon. Oh, I think I do. <laughs> Well, I better go. What the fuck kind of cafeteria for a hospital is that? That looks like a Victorian motel. I would not want to get operated on in there. That looks like the fucking lobby from Night Court. Did we mash up shows here? Did they just use the Night Court set for this? I'm jerk with California plates, has a car and a U-Haul, double parked in front of a loading zone. Oh, God, that's me. I better move before I get a ticket. Oh, so she is from California. That's why she mentioned the CPK again. Blatant character details coming out in dialogue. I already called traffic control and you are busted. Are you kidding? I've been here for five minutes. And excuse me for asking, but doesn't a police detective in Duluth have anything better to do than ticket cars? Hey, 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 hey. Now, lawlessness may be very hip in 90201-ville, but around here, it don't cut the mustard. You better move that car, sister. It's no cheap ticket. Really? How much? Eight big ones. $800? Yeah. No. 
$8. And if you don't pay, we send a letter. And it's none too friendly. I really love this town. Thank you. Oh, rumble happened. What is it? Twice in one day, am I a suspect or something? Now, see, now this is what this window fucker did. He made me all nervous. I'm disregarding all dangerous noises, and now I'm not going to because something actually happened. I miss when it was just crackheads in the park. Hey, Kurt, I'm listening. It's about Sandy and me. There's trouble in paradise, buddy. There is a drought in the Garden of Eden. Cupid flew over a duck blind. Pow! He's chock full lead. Slow down. Slow down. Kurt, there's bumps in every marriage. I'll tell you what I'll do. Later on this afternoon, I'll clear my schedule, all right? You and Sandy come in. We'll talk this thing out. Sure, we need to get Sandy involved. deep breath and tell me what it is that's making you feel anxious about this relationship. Nothing. <laughs> okay, uh, Sandy, maybe you'd like to start. You've been married 14 years. Uh, must be something you want to get off your chest. Uh, not really. Hey, if nobody's going to talk, I could go to the therapist lounge and play foosball. This is another typecast. Okay. That girl plays everything in the 90s was like one word scared wife or dumb wife. She's she's what movie where she's oh, I think it's get over it where her whole thing is. She's always picking up the phone when her kids are talking and going choice choice. All right. All right. You want to know what's going on? Things have been weird. Lou. Everything's changing. Sandy, do you feel like everything's changing? Louie, I don't, I don't know. I'm not really comfortable talking. No, honey, honey, we've no got to deal with this. Right, let, let me try and explain, okay? Lou, I'll give you a perfect example. Louie, her pussy stinks. You know the variety pack? Right? Ten different cereals, all packaged in convenient single-serving boxes as well. I pick out seven and arrange my week accordingly, okay? Nothing unusual there. <laughs> So, Monday, I go to the cupboard, and I'm all psyched up because I've chosen just right. And that is no misnomer. Ooh, she it snaps. just right. <laughs> but guess what? No, just right. He's good. <laughs> Not only that, but there's no new variety pack. The turtleneck under the dress was huge in the 90s. And buy it. <laughs> she didn't buy it for two weeks, Lou. Well, you know, Kurt... Why don't you go to the store? It's not like you need breasts to buy a variety pack. <laughs> but don't you see what that means? Don't you see what that symbolizes? Excuse me, I, I, I think I do want to say something. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, well, I guess all I knew was that I had to shake up my life somehow, and I had to start... And I cheated on him with the milk boy. Somewhere. I, I went to buy the variety pack, but I just couldn't do it. I picked it up. But a little voice inside me said, you're in a rut, Sandy. Voices, Lou, help us. See, it's because you hadn't made her come. She didn't get you your oatmeal variety pack. So I, I put it back down. So I masturbated in the car. 
and it felt good. <laughs> and then I went to another aisle and I got fettuccine, not spaghetti. The, the flat stuff? Yeah, and I bought scented instead of unscented. Scented what? Scented everything. <laughs> and I didn't use coupons. Scented. No, don't stop her now. She's on a roll. I want to know what happens when she gets the produce. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why should I stop? I always stop. And it's not Let's your fast cool forward to the end here. Fit everything I own into this duffel bag. Oh, she kicked him out. My room is cool. Oh, sunblock. I don't think so. <laughs> well, well, well. You know, sometimes you wake up and you think it's going to be an ordinary day. You shower, you shave, you lay out your pajamas. You think you're going to go to bed in the same house you woke up in. Then you ask your best friend for a little advice, and before you know it, bang, bang, boom, you're separated from your wife. But on the bright side, I didn't know... That was great about the, this era, too. You could just freely leave your wife fictionally, and it wasn't a big deal at all. Great, but you know how the license plate... Like, you can just toss away a marriage in 1996. Divorce was... Big in the 1990s. Louis giving you a ticket? Oh, I should give it. A lot of people realizing they made mistakes and had fucking oops children. Yes, you do. Kurt's moving in with us for a while. His wife kicked him out of the house. Well, I'm sorry. I'm paying rent here and he's got bad energy and I moved here to get away from bad energy. You're all L.A. though. Be a thruple. A nice Louis Anderson thruple. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> I say you're both going to stay. That's right. You're both going to stay. And you're going to get along. He's kicking them in. Now you. Go on. up to your room and uh, bail it out. <laughs> and you start dinner. I'm hungry. I feel like something a little chickeny. <laughs> hey guys. Hi Gretchen. Uh, it took me a while but I finally... Why is everybody like that's the one thing that they figured out how to do in shows now is back when I was a kid all the main characters would just hang out at like one dude's house and now they've figured out how to like include people's lives like the ensemble cast was just like housed in one they were just the the friends that walked in when they weren't welcome and it was funny now that's how much boundaries people like people have like legit boundaries now we're like no don't even joke about that i'd be furious if someone cramered into the house right now it wouldn't be funny there'd be no laugh track i'd forearm shiv the door closed and be like dude call I found your half-calf mocha latte with non-fat milk. I also got your watch. There you go. You can afford it. Oh, man. Oh, Unbelievable. Hey, how come the fridge still works? Backup generator. Yeah. Last fat joke. Had to get that one in there. Anyway, that's the Louie show, huh? And that's our show. How did we like it? He would never have. And of course... 
Uh, thank you. I think that's gonna that's gonna do it here at the nine Pacific hour. Let's end with a song. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Eddie Dixon with a sh- a song called Kidnap Van. I used to work with this guy. He's very talented. Destruction a mile wide through so many people's lives. My family, Mike's family. That there is a kidnap van. White kind of line with no windows. There's some things I wish I didn't know. Why worry about the pretty ones and sweethearts? They seem to show up in the paper missing more than us. Don't think it. Just a fragile sack of blood Yeah, you are But it makes it difficult To buy groceries When you're You're hiding I worry About the burnouts And the wet red eyes They seem to show up In the paper shot by cops More than us
Thank you. See you on Sunday. Now, how can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air? <laughs>